Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Steve McAllister with Versus out of Mississippi. Steve, what is going on, man? Happy Tuesday. How are you feeling today? Appreciate it, man. I'm actually feeling really well. Just pumped to be on the show with you guys and appreciate the invite and ready to dive into any questions you guys got. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're excited to have you on. And, uh, you know, we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with Versus. But first, let's take a step back and give the viewers a little perspective. So if you can, in your own words, how would you describe Versus and what you guys do? Um, so we're a general just strength and conditioning facility. So when you walk into our gym, you immediately get the feel of, okay, this is a little bit a little bit different from your typical 24-7 access style gym. Um, we run a class schedule. So if you're familiar kind of with a CrossFit setup, that's kind of what we are. We aren't a CrossFit affiliated uh, gym, but our classes kind of run the same. We do have a lot of open gym time for people to come in and do their thing. But anybody from, you know, if you're getting started to fitness or you've been in the game for a really long time or you're 17 years old and you play lacrosse at a school or you're 81 years old and you're trying to get up and down off of the couch every day. That's no, that sounds generic, but, and really widespread, but that's our clientele. That's who we work with on a day-to-day basis. Um, so we program workouts for folks, but then we're always modifying everything. When folks come in, we have a, we always kind of refer to it as a, uh, kind of like a menu at a restaurant. Like we have a lot of options that are on the board. However, we're going to allow our trainers to change whatever it is that needs to be changed to be adapted to the client that comes in. Cause it's kind of hard just to, you know, put one thing up on the board and then, Hey, it fits for everybody. You know, so. Yeah, that's so true. I love that perspective. And I appreciate you sharing the explanation there. Steve. I think it definitely serves the viewers. Now we kind of know who we're talking to, what we're walking into here with this episode. And so Steve, let's start with the basics. You know, how many members are you serving currently? Um, on a day-to-day basis, we have around, um, I would say, in the high 100s of visits, like 150 to 160 in total visits per day. Um, but overall clientele, around 400-ish, give or take. Okay. Yeah. And I think um, another question to follow it up, is, is I think it's, it's different for every gym. And you being a little more strength conditioning base here, I want to know if it's unique to you. Like, what's been the best method of getting new people through the door? Um, so we we do um, Saturday workouts for free. We've always done that as saying like that's really? kind of our what we call our loss leader kind of deal is that we're going to open up and say, hey, um, anybody anywhere, bring a friend. Doesn't matter if you live sixty miles away or six minutes away. It doesn't matter. Just come in for a Saturday and throw down, have a good time. We have a coach that puts on two workouts, and then we have some open gym time after that. So that's one of our, our big ones. We also do boot camps that are out in the community. Those are outdoor classes, and those are going to be more tailored to beginners and a little bit, you know, if people are scared of fitness, because when you, when you look at it, it's like, all right, um, we're going to make you do something, get your heart rate up really, really high. The workouts are not easy. They're kind of hard to do. You're going to get sore after it. Then we're going to charge you a premium price. Like we're starting to name a lot of stuff that kind of look roadblocks to people. So the boot camps and yeah. the, free work, the free workouts, kind of take those barriers to entry out of the way or at least lower them some 
So that way that folks can come in and just try it out. And they're, man, I really dig this. Like I, I like being around other people that are like-minded. I kind of like doing hard stuff and shared suffering with folks. And so for us, that's what's kind of worked over the years of doing a free Saturday, getting our members to bring a friend, then they talk about it. So I guess it's a little bit of word of mouth and a little bit of free advertising, if you would, um, that that's clicked for us and really helped move the needle on getting just fresh faces inside the gym. So. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. And, um, you know, I, I like to ask this question too. And I think I, I'm obviously just off of real estate. There's always a capacity, but I want to get your opinion. You know, let's say leads, traffic clients, all these things were hypothetically unlimited. How much higher could you go than that 400 mark? I mean, comfortably, um, we're, <laughs> we're, yeah. I mean, yeah, like you're saying, it's, it's, it's all relative, but, um, Square footage, we have 12,000 square feet in total. Um, then usable square footage that we can actually host athletes in and do things with. Class sizes, we could, I mean, we're around 25 that we like to coach. We don't like to do much yeah. more than that. Um, and then we run 11 classes a day. So for simple math, we could have around 250 visits a day if we wanted to do that. But we've been as we've been as high before COVID when we had more outdoor classes and corporate classes and stuff of that nature. We had closer to 600 members at one time or 600 people that we were servicing. So because um, it's kind of hard to define memberships when you have corporate accounts. But but yeah, I mean, we could we could probably get around 500 and be comfortable. But to be honest, it's like Biggie Small says, mo people, mo problems. So um, it you, sure. you just gotta, you really do have to put, I guess, a value, like what kind of lifestyle do you want to live? What kind of stress do you want to deal with on a day-to-day basis? Mm. What can your team handle? Um, I mean, cause yeah, it'd be great to have a thousand members, but man, golly, that would be, that'd be a lot of equipment to maintain a lot of stuff to do. So, I mean, for us, we're kind of in the sweet spot right now. And we really like where we are. We get to have good um, relationships with all of our members. So if, it seems like if you go for, for width, you don't have depth and we like to have yep. a lot of depth yes. with our members. Um, so we could scale up, but like I said, we're kind of in a good spot for us right now. Yeah. Okay. And I, I think, um, I, I appreciate the transparency. I, I think, cause I think a lot of gym owners are always so focused on more and more and more, but mm -hmm. we never really hear maintenance or retention or, you know, like, Hey, like, we don't really need to grow anymore. Not that you don't need to, but essentially you don't want to. Yeah. It's, um, it's, and, I think someone okay. said it to me one time, they were saying, um, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. And yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it. it. Yeah. If you're just kind of sitting on your laurels, just hanging out, but like we're mm -hmm. cultivating relationships with the folks that we have inside the gym um, to where I think I read somewhere it was like some of the average gym memberships last around three months and you have a, a really high churn rate. Well, we have multiple, not like one or two, but like 20, 30, 40, 50, or maybe more. I could, I could dig that up, but, um, of members that have been here a decade. So, wow. um, so that's okay. what we try to focus on a lot. Like instead of like grow, 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 and have a, a decently high churn rate, we're trying to invest, 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 and then hang on to what we have. And so by doing yeah. that, we've grown slower for sure, but we've steadily grown um, as opposed to having a really high churn rate. So, yeah. And, and that, that, which is essentially you're, you're growing internally, Correct. not growing yeah. externally, you know, which is growth in, in all aspects, right? I mean, I think like, just like, you know, trainers grow as actual trainers, they have to grow as business owners and grow as 
you know, even, you know, as much as we hate it, they have to become salespeople. They have to become marketers. Yeah, you, and just right. like you have to become a marketer, a business owner. So it's the same exact concept. So I appreciate you sharing that. A great perspective there, Steve. I mean, seriously, awesome perspective. I appreciate you sharing that with us and the transparency as well. And um, you kind of answered the next question I had for you. So I'm going to throw a, a different one out here if that's okay. Because yeah. uh, I don't want to have you repeat the same thing here. But, um, you know, uh, what we've been discussing this entire podcast and, and what we use most prominently in the fitness and gym world are going to be three pillars of business. Okay. And it's going to be number one, your lead generation, right? Getting people through the door. Then you have number two, your acquisition, your sales, right? Getting somebody from an interested client to a paying client. And then lastly, we have our retention and ascension, which is obviously where you're exceeding in, which is keeping your clients longer, but also getting them to buy more from you in that process, you know, kind of mm-hmm. becoming that one-stop shop for them. Mm-hmm. So of those three, Steve, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Honestly, probably with uh, step one, with getting more leads inside the building, um, quality ones that um, like, because people, you know, you can pick apart. Well, hey, you know, for what you said earlier, you're offering a free product on a Saturday to get somebody in the door. And then we're going to hit them with a price tag of over $100 per month for a membership. How does that jive? I mean, because you're going to yeah. you're recruiting leads that are not even in the same ballpark. Like you're saying, hey, it's free. And just, just for us, I don't know if it's the market that we're in or what, but that works. However, if that goes kind of cold, um, we're going to social media, we're trying to do other things to generate leads. Um, but over time, we've gotten a little bit better, our system's better about getting people to come in the door and track them. But if yeah. that, if, if you're like, hey, what area of that do you think you could really excel in and really double down on, it would be able to get someone inside the door and then track them from day one to day 90. If we can keep them that long, or if we can get them through the first five days of text message, email, and that sort of thing, our systems uh, over the past two years have gotten a lot better at that, but we can always improve just to make it better to where we become a little bit more sticky for where people, when they first come in to text them and email them and be part of like you're saying, and grow into being that one-stop mm-hmm. shop. But yeah, step one, that would be the best one for us to grow. Yeah. And uh, I and I'll uh, I'll be super candid. I think I think that's almost every gym owner's biggest struggle, right? Is getting the the not just the abundance, but the quality of people, mm-hmm. right? Because I think quantity. I mean, you can get as many as you want, but if you're only converting on three people, I mean, why you might as well just have gotten three people, and that's and they're all quality. And that's fine, you know. And so I, I think that's a, a big. And again, I, I will be the first person to say this too. Is well, I mean, look, you're a fitness professional, not a marketing professional, so you can't expect yourself to be able to know how to do that. Anyway, not like you can't acquire those skills, of course, but I think um, it's it's something that that probably wasn't front of mind when you started the business and not to say that and you can't put away all the success you do have now, right? I think there's always room for improvement, which I think for the mm-hmm. viewers is a big eye opener, right? You see 400 members and you're like, there's more, you could do more seriously, but I think there is. And if you really want to have that, that empire of a gym, like, like yourself, you know, there's always more to do. So I appreciate the transparency there. Um, seriously, Stephen, I have two more questions for you here. My two favorite questions, the fun questions. What's the bigger picture for you long-term? What are you trying to accomplish? So at first, if you would ask me that um, around 10 years ago, it was like, all right, I was really looking at other areas inside of our state that we could open up different uh, gyms and to franchise our model and, and to do all that kind of stuff. Um, but now, um, it really is. I mean, I enjoy, I really do enjoy what I, what I do. That's not just like a, you know, Hey, let's say this for the podcast. Like I really enjoy it. So people are like, yeah, man, you've got 
enough members that you could hire enough clients to where you never have to step foot in your gym. I was like, okay, but I like what I do. So now moving into the future, it's like, I, I want to continue to cultivate relationships with the people inside of our area. I want us to have an overall impact with other businesses and even high schools in the area, maybe doing a couple of extra corporate accounts or something like that to where we're actually getting out into the community and doing a little bit more, um, doing some extra fundraising for, for charities here in the area, things of that nature. That's what I would like to see um, in the next you know, couple of years for us to focus on and just really, really, really dive in and making our experience here the best that we can make it because you know, somebody said, if you made it past five years, that's good. If you make it past 10 years, that's great. And you're kind of solidified, like you're not going to close tomorrow unless something catastrophic happens. So let's really enrich every class that we have and really enrich all the services that we do provide inside of the gym. So we've got like a nutrition service that we provide like that. We're really working on hard on that for this next and upcoming year in 2023. So really just focusing on making us if we're if we're going to stay where our flag is planted here right now at the address that we're at and we're not going to expand and we're not going to franchise and we're not going to this and we're not going to that okay well then let's really triple down and not double down on the stuff that we've got here i'm making it the best that we can make it so that's what we're really focusing on is our services and maybe adding a few more here or there that's really about it Steve, that was a mic drop of an answer, man. But I got one more for you, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, that was a really good answer. But uh, I got one more. I got one more. And uh, this is by far my favorite. I'm really curious to see your answer on this, seriously, because you have a lot of skin in the game. You've been here for a while. And, I mean, uh, you've gave some great answers so far. So really looking forward to this response here. So, you know, Steve, if you could go back in time here to when you first started your gym, Sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started. What would that advice be for you? Um, I would say, um, number one, I, I think we should, we should share these. I mean, you read my mind or what? No way. Yeah, no yeah way. for real. 30, <laughs> fair, life, fair Life Protein shout out. Um, the best tasting. Let me think, man. Um, I... I would say that you should, you should, if I'm sitting down with my old self, I would say, Hey, stress less and trust the process. That's probably what I would say. And knowing that, you know, if, if you look at like a, a David Goggins style character, that's on Instagram and read his book and, and other guys that are super successful, I follow, um, um, Eric Thomas as well. He's a, he's a motivational speaker. That's really, he's man, the guy's awesome. Um, but they just talk about the grind, right? And you're like, put in the, put in the work, get after it and all that. And you're like, yeah, it's do, doing that consistently and then trust it because I think 90% of it is showing up, even if your product is not the best, but you're consistently there for your clients over and over and over and over that they're going to trust you, that they're going to build rapport with you, that they're going to invest in you, that they're going to be part of your extended family kind of deal. So I would tell that guy that's, you know, 27 years old, green around the gills, not really sure of what he's going to do and if the business is going to be open in six months or not, that I would say, hey, look, show up every day, be consistent with the message that you preach and be consistently in, you know, uh, having a really good attitude and client customer service to every one of your clients. Do that to the best of your ability and then trust it. And if you're doing that and some Joe Blow down the street is 
you know, maybe he stays out too late. Maybe he misses a class here or there. Maybe his systems aren't as tight as yours. Maybe his customer service isn't as good. Your consistency and your grind is going to wear them down over time. And so you can outlast them. You can, uh, you know, bring in extra revenue. You can do all this stuff just by being consistent. So that would be my, that would be my advice to young Steve and be, Hey, bro, trust the process, be consistent and don't stop. I love it. I love it. Mic drop of an answer there. Way to close it out there, Steve. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please, if you have any social media, Facebook website, let the people know where can they find out more about you and your facility? Yeah, man, we're, um, we just finally got a new website up. It's uh, www.versusstrengthandconditioning.com. Um, we also have that nutrition program I was talking about. It's called V. Uh, Those two things are kind of like our main hubs of communication with clients. If you want to check us out, but we're also on social media versus underscore SC and also uh, Facebook as versus strength and conditioning. And I mean, if anybody's ever driving through town around Hattiesburg, we're kind of in between New Orleans and our capital, which is Jackson. So we're kind of, they call us the hub city because we're about three hours away from a bunch of cool stuff. Not all the way down here in Orlando where you are, but um anytime you're up this way or anybody feel free to come on by and hang out with us man we'd love to have somebody come by there we go steve we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and i look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road if you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds i just want to let you know how you can get the podcast i'd appreciate it i'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out over here okay yep awesome and to everybody else who tuned in today we appreciate you as well don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes hit the like and subscribe button and if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I am here with Jesper from Greenwood Fitness Center in Midland, Texas. What's up, Jesper? How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. So let's jump right into the details here. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? What's the backstory there? What led to this? So I have been... I'm an exercise physiologist by trade. Uh, went to graduate school in uh, Florida, Gulf Coast University when I was there and got out of there, very quickly realized that I wanted to do something more than just rehab cases. So I got into regular training. And ever since then, I've been doing a little bit of both. And so I've been at it for about 16 years, give or take, on the training side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, very quickly became an independent contractor and have been ever since. And, and then I opened up, of course, Greenville Fitness Center here three years ago. And so it's worked out very well for us. Awesome.
Awesome. Glad to hear that. And what does your business model look like? How do you structure things within the facility? Do you do group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones, open membership? Kind of walk us through the layout there. So we're a commercial gym here. We're just shy of 500 members. Okay. Uh, So although our square footage is not that great, we're just over 3,000 square feet, but we're open 24-7. And because we're in the heart of oil country, uh essentially we get a lot of shift workers come in at four o'clock in the morning too so we get a more of a steady flow here which allows me to maximize my square footage absolutely Uh, we're on a key swipe system and that actually has worked very well we're open 24 7 but we're not staffed 24 7 that helps Mm -hmm. keep my labor cost in check right Uh, something that's very difficult out here in greenwood texas uh, when you find employee of the week at a shop somewhere it's not the great one at the shop. It's the employee that just works there that week. So that's the standing joke in this community because the turnover is so high mm-hmm. with people coming and going. Um, other than that, uh, as far as the business model itself, uh, looking at all the other places that I have been, and for some reason, this is a very common theme in the major gyms, we have very quickly decided to do everything exactly opposite of what they do. Okay. Because we live in a transient community, and that kind of leads into you have to know your market. Mm-hmm. You have to know who your customers are, and you have to know how to reach them. Yes. And they have to have a reason to walk through the front door. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you lay that out and then understand that, then living in a transient community, people come and go. You have to make it easy to come and go. It doesn't help if you have a gym profile that says, or gym uh, membership profile that says you have a huge sign-up fee and you have a termination fee and you need something in writing when you terminate your membership. We basically will take a phone call or a text message. Everything goes to my phone via text or email. Mm -hmm. Um, We get it done on the spot. Put a note in the system and tell people to keep their key fob when they come back to town hit us back up, sign back up, we'll reactivate it. They can even go in online and reactivate their membership if they still have their old key fob and they can come right into the building. Mm-hmm. We don't even have to be involved. You make it as easy as you possibly can with as less steps as you possibly can. That keeps their loyalty when they come back. It frustrates them a lot less. It's been my experience when you get people everybody's pissed off at Planet Fitness and everybody else mm-hmm. for this. And it's a pretty common thing. Right. Well, when people are upset, they go tell seven people. Mm-hmm. And so that's a very quick way to ruin your reputation instead of just make it easier to come and go. It's, it's a very simple concept. Mm-hmm. So, yes, and are you on, go ahead. Uh, yes, your profitability in terms of those fees is less, but we make our money here on the memberships and just the key fobs to get into the building. Mm-hmm. Like the, the key fob cost me 50 cents. I charge 10 bucks for it. Mm-hmm. So the profitability is through the roof. Right. Uh, the average membership here is $50. Mm-hmm. Give or take. We have family options, military discounts and so on and so forth, but that's the average. Right. Uh, okay. Looking at. So okay. it's just, an easier way when you run on a skeleton crew to keep your profitability higher, you are able to keep your labor costs down, but you also have to have an operating system and a business model that accommodates that. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do that, you will never see the light of day because you're going to be filling in all the gaps. Right. And then you're going to burn yourself out in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. 
This leads yeah. me to my second point. My relationship with my trainers here is completely hands-off. I don't make any money on the training. They're independent contractors. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to manage it. We make our money on the memberships. Any big gym, any trainer that's gone to work for a large gym knows that they're going to lose most of their income to the gym because they're fed their leads from the gym. Right. We are not a high flow gym here. So we don't charge the trainers to be here. But we can pick and choose which trainer comes here. Mm -hmm. And so this is the best deal in town as far as training goes, which means if we get the best trainers under one house, the clientele will come to the town. And that's how we that's how we operate. Uh, it also means that I don't have to spend time dealing with the politics of an owner versus a training staff. And it's well known in the industry that um, owners don't trust the training staff because the training staff collects money under the table from the clients. Mm -hmm. And in the big gyms, that's pretty prevalent. Mm -hmm. I circumvent that entire problem. I don't want to deal with it. It protects my time. And as an owner and a personal trainer that still runs between 35 and 40 training hours in a week, mm -hmm. I have to protect my time as my most valuable asset by far. Yep. Uh, that's kind of how I choose to do it. So yes, you pay a little bit upfront on the profitability side of things, but when things are running smoothly, the volume makes up for it. Mm -hmm. And then you don't have to have your hands on everything. Right. So that's as yeah. far as the, the business model goes. Uh, the other thing is that you really have to choose wisely on your operating systems. We use Gym Master. Uh, I think they're based in either Australia or New Zealand, actually. Mm -hmm. A little apprehensive about the distance. Um, it's a little ways away. Mm -hmm. uh, but they've been great. Customer service has been great. You have a real-time snapshot of your entire business on the main screen as soon as you sign into what's going on. Mm -hmm. pie charts graphs and everything else that gets corrected real time you can see exactly who your clientele is how old are they male or female what time are they coming in what's your traffic flows and when and you can see your revenue streams and everything else and mm -hmm. your clientele. you have more month over month and this is all just on one snapshot page very right. easy to manage and go to mm -hmm. all of it's web-based it ties into your accounting system which ties into your membership system which means that you can manage everything at one point. I can sit, I'm born and raised in Denmark, but I can, when I visit family, I bring my laptop with me and I can sit at home in Denmark and manage my business mm -hmm. from there because everything is web-based. We don't have any infrastructure as mm -hmm. far as that goes. There are no servers here or any of that stuff. So every, and so you pay them for that and you pay a little more in merchant services because everything is integrated, but again, when it comes time to managing the business and my time spent on it, I don't have a separate membership system that I didn't have to cross-reference with my accounting system. Mm -hmm. Again, protecting my time. Right. It's all in one package. So mm -hmm. it makes it that much easier for me to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a huge point there that a lot of gym owners don't even realize, you know, they don't value their time and their money the same. They would rather spend money than spend time. And right. time is the only resource that you can't get back. Yeah. And so we look at, I look at it from, I, I said that backwards. I, I understand exactly what you mean, uh, <laughs> but you can't save your way into profitability. You have right. to produce. Mm -hmm. And so I've worked for a lot of other gym owners where 
well, I'm going to cut a corner here. I'm going to cut a corner there. And then I'm just going to uh, handwrite everything on memberships. I'm not going to report anything to the IRS. Dun, 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 dun. So I'm going to save a dime here. I'm going to save a dime here. Instead of just automating everything. Right. Being up your time, spend your time marketing your business and make more money doing that. Right. hundred percent. Yep. I completely agree. You know, and a lot of gym owners spend their time in the wrong areas and they don't want to automate things because they think it takes away the personal touch from it. And it's like, okay, well, you're spending your time on all of these tasks that really aren't providing you any type of return on investment there. As far as your time goes, it's taking you off the floor away from your clients. Exactly. That's the most important thing right there. That's what makes you the money. Yeah. And they're just more willing to spend time than money. And time's the only resource you can't get back. You can make more money. You know, there are multiple ways to make more money, but you can't make more time. So I'm glad that you brought that up and um, that you're on that same page because that's so important and so many gym owners. And I think it comes with with time and experience within the industry as well, because in the beginning, you know, you'd rather just spend as much time as possible and not spend any money, but it really right. overcomplicates things. It, and- it really does. It does. And then you'll find, then you find yourself putting out fires. Exactly. Instead of things just running the way they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. yep. So now as far as the marketing and advertising piece goes for you, how do you approach that? Location. It's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. We sit right on Highway 307. Everybody that comes and goes in our area have to drive past our gym. Mm-hmm. At nighttime, our business is lit up like, because we're open 24 seven, we're lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> you cannot miss us. And that's on purpose. We spent the money doing that. Right. The only advertising expense I have is Google. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, I am, on, on the part of online advertising, Twitter, Instagram, all those things, they're great tools. They work well. If you have the time to do it, mm-hmm. you're either all in or you're out. Mm-hmm. What we see a lot are gym owners that have a couple of posts and they're four years old. Yeah. Well, now you look like you're dead in the water. Right. And your place is a desert mm-hmm. and nothing ever happens. And the truth of the matter is that person could just be busy doing other tasks, but they committed themselves a little bit to this and then got sidetracked. Mm -hmm. Well, now that one page that's four years old is sitting out there on the internet, hurting your business, Mm -hmm. not helping you. Right. So either you're in or you're out, or you need to have somebody doing that either with you or for you, Mm -hmm. then that's fine. I chose not to go that route. So the only advertising I have is pretty much my location and contract with Google that is twofold, also contracted through Vistaprint, which runs our website. Got it. And that's when you evaluate your vendors, don't reinvent the wheel. Yes. Don't, don't, don't try to be the latest and greatest. Go with what works. Yes. Unless you have a concept that requires you to completely think outside the box mm-hmm. and design a totally different website, fine. But if you don't, then go with what's already there customize it, make it your own, make it work. But the systems are already in place and they're in place because they work. Exactly. Follow that again, freeze up more of your time. Yes, absolutely. Keep it simple. That's important. That's it. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. So you're not doing any type of paid ad campaigns necessarily through. No, we're not. We've been approached a lot about it. Uh, we have billboards out here. We have direct marketing coupons okay. and everything else. But the part of Midland that I live in, which is Greenwood, is like its own small little community. Mm -hmm. Word here travels very, very quickly. So then it really becomes about service level. Mm -hmm. That is the one thing that's either going to make you or kill you. Mm -hmm. Because either you maintain, it's like a ship at sea. It's constant. There's every single day, this gym gets cleaned from top to bottom. Floors, all the equipment gets wiped down. Everything gets wiped down. Bathrooms are completely cleaned. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many gyms that I walked into and you can smell the stench before you even entered the bathroom. Yeah. And being there is the last thing you want to do. Right. Um, that can't happen. Mm -hmm. uh, spending money on the little things goes a long way, like free water bottles that we are offer to our customers. Mm -hmm. They cost us seven cents a piece. It's less than 2% of our operating budget, mm -hmm. but they appreciate it. Right. And it's just little stuff like that. You stay on top of things. Uh, you get good people in here. And that's the other thing. They will also make or break you. Yes. It's a bunch of pitfalls you can get into there. And we have gone through, I want to say about six different people in this office until we found two that worked. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's kind of the, that's kind of the land lane. We're very happy with what we have now mm -hmm. and everything gets done the way it's supposed to. So I can't say I'm anything but pleased. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And do you offer any other services within the facility as far as nutrition, accountability, supplementation, retail? I do it through the training. Uh, we don't do it through the gym because that requires separate licensing mm -hmm. uh, when you develop those kinds of programs. Uh, I'm licensed to do it through the training. Um, I'm also a personal a licensed personal trainer on top of the other certification. And that also has a nutrition license with it. Uh, and it becomes more complicated than the garden variety stuff. Then I refer out to a licensed nutritionist that I work with. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing. If you want to be effective on the training side of things, I mean, the two work together with the gym and the training side of things, as far as your reputation goes, extremely important that you protect that. Yes. You cannot have people and our people, this industry is littered with people that don't have a sense of boundary in terms of information shared or gathered from their, from their clients or from themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, I will give you an example. Our other office lady here, who is the fiance of the, my business partner, uh, got a free training session to crunch. Mm -hmm. By the way, I have a membership for every gym in town. Very important to spy on your competition to see what they're doing because whatever good idea they have, you might be able to use. Mm -hmm. Never know. Be that as it may, she was offered a free training session. And the trainer over there was so proud of the fact that she was six months sober. Not the message that you want to get across from your training staff to a potential client. Right. And on a personal level, certainly not information that should be shared in any case. No. Happens all the time. Not in a professional environment. 
Correct. So when you're in a community like this, or if you're dealing with more affluent clientele, which I tend to do, you have Mm -hmm. to be very, very careful about what you do. You have to run a very tight ship. Yes. There cannot be any shenanigans going on. The money is very good as far as the cash flow, but it only takes one mistake. Yes. And the truth of the matter is, if you misbehave in this type of business, husbands are not going to let wives come here. And conversely, wives are not going to let husbands come here. And then you might as well turn the key because you're out of business. Mm -hmm. So you would either learn to respect this as a business or you simply will not survive. Yeah, 100%. And that's kind of something that's unfortunately a theme within the industry. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 It's rampant. Yes. But in that lies opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, the way I see it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is be a decent human being. Yeah. Pretty simple, right? And you do your think. job and yep. have some integrity and mm-hmm. you stay, you fly already fly above the rest. Yeah. So there's an upside. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, people don't respect that line. And this is something that I talk about all the time. I used to have mm-hmm. a, a kickboxing facility and that was something I was extremely strict on relationships with clients, you know, yeah. like they're not your friends. They are your clients Yes. and there has to be a line there. And That's it's correct. easy to cross that line, but like, I don't care how bad you want to don't do it. Nope. Don't do it. That's right. And I always used to tell them, you know, it's like, it only takes one thing. Like you said, it only takes one thing and they will throw you under the bus so fast that you won't even know what hit you. Correct. So don't do it. It is not worth it. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, like I said, it's people, people don't respect that line and it doesn't work. It turns out very bad in many cases. So it does. And that also translates into your clientele. You yes. have to be proactive in managing any shenanigans that go on your gym. Yes. Over time, when you set the tone and mm-hmm. they see you there on a daily basis and you enforce the rules, yes. you will fall in line. Mm-hmm. But if you don't enforce all the rules consistently, and sometimes that requires you being a hard ass and kicking yep. people out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have not had a lot of that. We've had some interesting cases of people coming in. Mm-hmm. Um and they're gone about as quickly. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Once you get an atmosphere inside of a gym that people, that A is bright, it's positive, mm-hmm. people want to come to, the last thing they want to deal with is shenanigans. Yes. Especially if you're dealing with professionals. Right. So, and you stand out once you clean that out. Mm-hmm. So when a person comes in to don't behave, they stand out from the rest. Yes. It's like the cleanliness in the gym. That's what I teach my staff. It says, look, we cannot be just a little bit dirty in here because what happens is people are coming in with muddy shoes and everything else. If we look dirty, they don't care. If we look completely clean, they're going to think twice about walking into a place like this Mm because they're going to stand out like a sore thumb. Right. And that's really, and that's the only way to handle it, really. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely agree. So now where are you focusing most of your time and attention within the business right now? What's the main focus for you at this time? Expansion. We are potentially looking at adding new locations. Mm-hmm. So we are working on that right now. Uh, we're doing our homework as far as demographics and everything else. 
being a smaller facility, you have to be very careful uh, with the market that you're in and to make sure that there's a place for you. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, I would much rather be this size than be crunch. Yeah. Because for every one person that goes to crunch over the years, I've learned you have two or three that don't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And so regardless of what you do, there is going to be a market for the gym that is not overrun, Mm -hmm. but well-managed, that's smaller, where people just want to come after a work day, get their stuff done, go home to their family. Right. Mm -hmm. And they don't appreciate all the theatrics. They certainly don't want to stand in line or anything else. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And how is that search going for you are you actively looking for yes. spaces yes, for are. it yes we are yeah. uh we're we're still nailing down the areas that we want to be in so those go hand in hand because uh, you have to find a perfect location mm-hmm. even if you have the right area you may not be able to go there if you don't have the perfect location right i don't want to own a building mm-hmm. when we started this we were in the black in three weeks we were paying our operating expenses in three weeks Wow. We're also the first ones here. Mm-hmm. We have competitors down the street who are into their building and land for a million seven. Mm-hmm. Their return on investment is over 10 years, regardless of yeah. which way you look at it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in that situation. So I have to have a building that somebody else owns that I can go to to get XYZ fixed and a landlord with which I have a good working relationship. I don't want to be in the land owning or building owning business mm-hmm. or in business. And so I would rather have more locations that are easier to move than being hogtied to one location. And all of a sudden you're in a bad area or something else happens and you're stuck with that location. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It's a lot easier to pick up and move if you need to, if you don't yeah. own the building. Exactly. Absolutely. All right. So now one thing that I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is what is one of the biggest lessons that you've learned throughout your time in ownership within this industry? I'm going to be a bit selfish here. I, my daily routine is I get up at about six o'clock in the morning, uh, go to my ex-wife's house. I'm fortunate enough that I get to take my son to school every day. Um, And that's part of my morning routine. I get my cardio out of the way. It's about 10 o'clock and I'm on my way out to the gym. I'm either on my bike or in my truck. And I'm going to the place that I would rather be. And I'm very excited about it Mm -hmm. because it's mine. Right. I built it. I don't report to anybody else. Uh, everything works the way it's supposed to. We always have problems, stuff that breaks this, that or the other. Yeah, sure, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it is incredibly satisfying to build something that's successful and you love doing it at the yeah. same time. Mm-hmm. That's why I made the change. I used to be, I used to make a lot more money doing stuff that I absolutely hated. Yeah. I used to write a desk and just be tied to it all day long. Mm-hmm. And 2008 rolls around and I am in Naples, Florida with my now ex-wife who is in an anesthesia school 
there and the real estate crash happens mm -hmm. and Cape Coral uh, right next to Naples is uh, was ground zero, one of them for that. And so they shut down my entire office about three or four weeks after being hired. Everybody let go overnight. And that led me to kind of take a step back and going, okay, what do I do now? Right. And love the training, love doing it. And we had the money to do it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take the step. So I did what a lot of other people did at the time. I went to work for uh, a gym like LA Fitness, mm -hmm. which is pretty much a studying what not to do. Exactly. <laughs> I think you have to be a convicted felon to work on a sales staff. But that being said, um, uh, I learned. I've been in all kinds of environments. I've been in large gyms environments. I've been in small gyms environments. Mm -hmm. uh, I have seen the differences between them. And that led me to where I'm at today. Which mean, which leads me to my, my major point with this is you cannot just be an electrician one day, wake up and start a gym. Mm -hmm. Doesn't work. You have to understand and know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You have to understand the marketing aspect of things, which we're talking about. Uh, you know, you see a lot of gyms under the fallacy, if we build it, they will come. Yes. But they don't. Mm -hmm. And you're out of business. So, and you never really know, right? I had so many sleepless nights, as did my business partner, um, in regards to starting this place. Yeah. You think you're right. Right. You hope you're right. Mm -hmm. But you don't really know until you turn the key. Mm-hmm. And it, it worked out very, very well for us, but potentially could have gone the other way. Oh, yeah. Know, for whatever mm -hmm. reason. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you have to take risks. Yes. But um, I think I think we've done well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if it's something that you love, it makes it a lot easier to get through those harder times. Um, it is. But like you said, you know, there's so many things that come up along the way that you just didn't necessarily know about. And the amount of gym owners that I speak to that have that kind of mindset, if if you build it, they will come is mind blowing to me. Yeah, yeah, because it, that's a basic lack of understanding. I've had a young man come into my office. He was in the oil field. He was going back to uh, from this area to San Antonio and he wants to start his own gym because he loved working out. Mm -hmm. I'm like, don't do it. Yeah. If you want to become a personal trainer for a while, work in a facility, understand the facility, understand how everything goes, or even go manage your gym for somebody else. Yes. You have to pay your dues. Mm -hmm. Or you're going to be paying out the nose. Yes. One of the two. Uh, almost guaranteed. Um, and once you've done that and you kind of understand the basics of it, things calm down a lot. Um, we don't take chances here. Mm -hmm. We don't start a lot of debt. We are debt free. Uh, and we pay for a lot of things. In fact, we just now have come to the realization, you know what, maybe we go get a credit card because we, we need to establish a credit history for, yeah. for our business. Uh, but everything else is bought out of cash. Mm -hmm. And that gives you a sense of peace. Also, your, your operational expenses, you have to do the math. You have to understand budgeting. You have to understand financial statements, mm -hmm. taxes, and all that other stuff. And the first year is tricky. I would hire help for the tax aspect of things yes. because there's a lot of write-off deals and stuff like that that you need to pay attention to. Um, 
but once you have that model in place, a lot of the regular software will take care of that day-to-day running for you. Mm-hmm. That part is important. As long as you stay ahead of it, uh, you won't get in trouble as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, dear God, keep it simple. Yes. That's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All righty. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? <laughs> well, I kind of answered that question. You can't really. Uh, my Facebook page, uh, if you look my Facebook page up, it's all pictures of me and my son. That's it. I How don't like the two. What's that? How about a website? Uh, Greenwood Fitness Center. Uh, um, if you Google our Greenwood Fitness Center Midland, you will definitely find us for there sure. You uh, you'll find, if you Google Fitness Solutions, that my, that's my training side of things. Uh, my training company. Uh, I have maintained that and I still do today. I'm just working in this facility also as an independent contractor with my, so I get to train here Mm -hmm. and I get to own the facility on top of it. There you go. Two streams. Exactly. And (laughs) once back to the training, one thing I want to add to it is, you know, if you go to school for physical therapy or exercise physiology or anything like that, your relationship with your clients is largely transactional. Mm-hmm. It's a, you're there for a short-term acute fix. They certainly have their place. And I think it's wonderful to do what they do mm-hmm. because they help a lot of people. We have the ability to change people's lives consistently and in the long term mm-hmm. by giving them that daily and continual attention that they need to make sure that they need to make the progress that they need. Mm-hmm. You learn very quickly to be a successful, successful trainer. You also need to become sort of a life coach. Yes those things go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. If you cannot develop a rapport and have the ability to walk a mile in their shoes, then it's very difficult for you to come across to them as A, somebody that cares, and B, as somebody who can affect change in their life. Right. Because they're here for a reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of the professionals come in for personal training because they don't want to think at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. wiped out yes you want somebody else to drive the boat mm-hmm. that's your job make sure that happens you can't stand on your heels you need to move your head needs to be on a swivel at all times yes you need to be three steps ahead of where that client is sitting mm-hmm. at all times yes on their on their equipment if mm-hmm. i'm going from a pull down machine over to a cable cross machine and all of a sudden somebody else is on a cable cross machine i need to have two other options in my head that i can do immediately and i need to look like i always planned it that way yes Mm -hmm. it can't be oh what am i gonna do now right when you start as a trainer in a gym i recommend all my trainers use write everything down Mm -hmm. not on the phone never ever ever do i want to see them write it down on the phone Mm -hmm. because no matter what happens when you have your phone in your hand like this, uh, the example that I use is I'm simply standing in front of the client, in front of the trainer like this with my phone in my hand, and I'm looking at him going, do you feel you're the most important person in the room right now? Right. You're not. But if I'm like this and I'm addressing you like this, now you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody else sees the same thing. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether or not you're jotting down the notes of what they're doing, they think you're on Facebook. Right. Yeah. They don't know. They don't know. So very and you quickly. very well could be, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are. Uh, right. <laughs> so that's something I don't allow in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, just it's simply something we don't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they need to keep track of it, write it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, we get to really kind of, 
you need as a trainer to be successful, uh, you need to have a good referral network. You need to have primary care network, sometimes psychiatric, um, and other places that you can take clients. Certainly nutrition needs to be covered as well. Mm-hmm. I have an awful lot of clients here in Midland, Texas that needed primary care, that have had endocrine, hormonal issues, otherwise, that mm-hmm. needs to be fixed before you can really effectively change what they're doing. Right. Once you fix them and turn their life around, they'll be your client for a long time. Absolutely. And so if you can affect that kind of change, and that's what a personal trainer does, that's how you become successful. Yes. Because if you don't, you are constantly chasing business development. Mm -hmm. My retention rate, here we have a highly transient community, is about 70%. In mm-hmm. Newport News, I was in Newport News for a while and then Naples, Florida before that. And both areas were closer to 90. Mm-hmm. So if you do your job and you do it well, you don't have to run around and look for new business. And it's the same thing with the gym. If you do a good job managing the gym, if you make it a destination people want to go to, mm-hmm. that reputation will spread quickly. But yeah. if you're fighting a bad one, it becomes almost insurmountable. Yes. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. I mean, results make people stick around yeah. and then also making it a place that people actually want to be. is huge as exactly. well. Make exactly. them actually look forward to coming to the gym and getting their workout in and yeah. just providing that place that people like to be goes a long way. Yeah, Absolutely. All right. Awesome. So Jesper from Greenwood Fitness Center in Midland, Texas. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been so great having you on the show. Absolutely. Enjoy your day. Thank you. You as well. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Haiti with Sweat Local out of Alabama. What is going on, Haiti? How are you today? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. I'm doing really good. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you being here. Excited to have you on. And I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with Sweat Local. But uh, let's take a step back and give the viewers some perspective. And I'll start with a very basic question for you, Haiti. Mm-hmm. You know, how many members are you serving currently? 
Yeah, we are a hundred, about a hundred to 120 members um, at any given part of the year uh, at about 1500 square feet. So we're a small, um, small operation. Gotcha. Okay. And so, you know, I think every gym, every facility, every, and no matter if you're a big box, uh, a uh, personal training studio, or even if you're a CrossFit gym, I think it's different for every facility. So curious, what's been the best method of getting new people interested and through the door for you guys? Uh, I stay pretty active on my social media, um, uh, post lots of stories, um, try to talk to um, a specific person online, not so much uh, the, um, not so hard on fitness as, you know, fitness for everyone, but sort of exactly who we are and what we're trying to do so that people, uh, so that we find the right people for us. Um, I don't want um, a cardio bunny walking into my doors expecting that they're going to do a lot of burpees because um, they're going to be very disappointed. So I like for them to know right off the bat that we're mostly, you know, strength training based and uh, we don't do burpees. And, and uh, so, you know, kind of setting the expectation um, there. Yeah, I think that's super important. And I think it goes undermined because I think uh, a lot of people are just driven off a of profit, you know, for lack of a better term here, but it, it's the truth. And like, a lot of people think that it just has to make sense for the client, but it has to make sense for you as well, you know? Yeah. And, um, I, but I also, I think it's a two-way street, right? Cause you want to help them get to their goals and they have to have that belief in themselves that they can get there. And if it's not a good fit, it's okay to say it. I Absolutely. think a lot of gym owners just don't realize it. So I'm glad you share that perspective. Um, and, uh, so I'm I'm curious about this too, right? I mean, obviously there's there's capacity concerns with square footage every single like you know at any facility, right? No matter if you're twenty thousand square feet or nine hundred. But uh, for you guys, I mean, if let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things were unlimited, I mean, hypothetically speaking, of course, I mean, how much higher could you go than that market at now? Uh, we max out in our large group class at at eighteen. Um, okay. So, and we're usually, you know, have the usual five, five fifty a.m. Uh, we'll do a morning class and one to two evening classes, uh, Monday through Friday. Um, two classes Saturday, two, and then one to two classes on Sunday. So, we would max out like that. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, I think everybody wants to get to a point like that, right? Yeah. Um, and it's a matter of just how and then when. Uh, and so. I mean, and this is something I know from experience and just being, you know, uh, I mean, I, I didn't have a studio, but I was a personal trainer. And so I, I think personally, anything over like 30 or 40 clients is a lot. So how are you able to manage and track the metrics of how long someone's been with you? Um, if they're looking to cancel, you know, program uh, like uh, metrics, you know, as far as like, if, what are they trying to accomplish? Like, how do you track the the important numbers? You know, we, I'm, I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm one of those gym owners who is terrible with the metrics. Um, it is not my passion. It's something that gives me a decent amount of, <laughs> of anxiety. I'm actually looking right now to uh, hire someone in to, to really just take care of all that. Um, I sure. don't. Um, that's a part of the business that I, um, I don't like. I don't love it. Um, I mean, I will look at my class capacity uh, to get an understanding of, you know, how the class is going, um, how it's being liked, is it translating, 
uh, well to people. You know, I, I understand that, you know, programming can look, you know, just because it looks really good on paper doesn't mean it trains, it's going to translate well in real life. Um, And so sometimes we have to, as coaches, we have to make concessions as to um, what we might know is like exactly what we want to see on plan versus, you know, what's going to keep the client engaged. And uh, there has to be some sort, some level of entertainment in uh, for the most part that, you know, uh, some level of entertainment that, that, that gets some consistent. So if I see class sizes drop, you know, for those, that's when I begin to, to ask myself questions as far as, um, you know, is it, you know, uh, I, I'll, I'll start to look at, um, uh, you know, programming, uh, you know, the coach, the music, uh, class times, uh, but also time of the year definitely affects the flow of our gym. Um, you know, uh, you know, summer and, you know, quarter two and quarter four are for us tend to be a little harder than quarter one and uh, quarter three, for example. Um, so the seasons, um, uh, the, the way the seasons change in Alabama definitely drives um, highs and lows of, uh, of things. Um, yeah. So that's something that I've learned along the way. Yeah. And I think every location has like their own uh, unique ups and downs. And I think that's, it's true in any, in almost any business, right? You yeah. just know when it's, it's peak, uh, peak times or not even just peak hours, but just peak times of the year and sure. when it's slowest. I'll look at, um, for example, my, my avatar is generally a, um, a, uh, I have, I have lots of females in my, um, and they're, they're a lot mostly moms and I know when spring break is and I know to count back six weeks from spring break because holy moly that's I I know fat loss season is upon us you know it's almost just like that you know like I yeah six weeks from uh and then another six weeks from when the pools open you know like I I just I just know the way my avatar ticks and so if I'm going to launch particular things um, I'm very conscious of like the, the kid, their kids' school calendar. And it has to make sense for them. Yeah. A hundred percent. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. And, um, you know, I want to throw a little bit of a longer winded question here. Uh, a good question is so Heidi, and if you need me to, uh, to, uh, repeat anything by all sure. means, just let me know. But, um, I'm curious about this Heidi. So, so, uh, it, what we've been discussing and, and what we use most prominently in the fitness and gym world are going to be three pillars of business. It's going to be number one, your lead generation, right? Which is simply your marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Getting people through the door. Number two is going to be your acquisition, which is getting somebody from an interested client to a paying client. Mm-hmm. And then number three, it's going to be your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Heidi, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Uh, one and two, uh, I can definitely improve. I'm, I'm, I'm really good at three. Uh, my folks stay, stay with me a good uh, solid while. Um, and then they'll move into our nutrition program when it's, when it's time and you know, when it's time for them to add that there. Um, lead generation is something that I play with. I have the standard you know, first class free. Um, and then, uh, I try to play with different, um, challenges, um, throughout the year, um, to, um, 
have uh, to get new eyes on me, for example, um, the sales process in and of itself is is also a, a huge work in progress, you know, um, that, um, you know, I have software to help me out with that. Um, I have uh, one or two people um, kind of keeping tabs on 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 some of those areas for me. But for sure, like if I was going to grade myself on on one and two, um, that would be the one where I would, you know, yeah, where I could stand to improve the the most for sure. Yeah, and I think most people can improve in those aspects as well. I think that's probably the most commonality because yeah. number one, I mean, who doesn't want more people through the door? You know, it's mm -hmm. helping more people essentially. And then number two, I think it's the hardest thing is actually getting somebody from just being interested to come in, right? Because it's uh, it's that belief in themselves that they don't have that you're kind of trying to put into them just to walk through. So I always say the biggest step is just coming through the door. And if they yeah. can accomplish that, I mean, nine times out of 10, I'm pretty sure they're going to buy. <laughs> so. Yeah, we, we run into a lot of uh, folks uh, being intimidated. Uh, they're we hear the word well i'm you know the they're very intimidated to come in we we may do large group class but we don't look like uh we don't have small weights like uh you might expect from um from other you know facilities that do you know 18 per class and so um people are there's a level of curiosity but for us for them to go from curious to then um even taking that free class that is a really big step for them you know they yeah. they feel like the new kid on the block and so we've taken measures we we have ambassadors um that are in each class that are that are there to um make sure that if they see a new face they immediately scoop them up and they don't feel like the new kid on the block they have somebody to stand with they have someone to um you know help them remember what they're going to do in the program um so that's been helpful um in uh and helping you know get people um to feel comfortable once they're in the doors um so yeah gotcha that's perfect that's perfect i have two more questions for you here haiti yeah. and uh curious to see your responses on this okay. so um What's the bigger picture for you? Let's say like five, 10 years down the road, you know, for Sweat Local, what are you guys really trying to accomplish? You know, if you would have asked me this maybe three or four years ago, I would have said, I want a bigger location. I want, I want to do two locations. And um, and I'm 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 that has definitely changed for me. I I really um am enjoying uh being in one location, <laughs> I I acknowledge that. Uh, yeah, I don't have aspirations to be become some sort of franchise or, um, you know, ha take on a square footage that is. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind doubling my square footage, but I, you know, I have no. I don't have a want to be in this gigantic warehouse. I enjoy uh, the boutique. Um, style. Um, I like the intimacy of it. I am an introvert by nature and like, I can't even shop at a big department store. I get lost. I, I, I don't even, I don't know which way to look <laughs> all that bigness to me. Um, I don't enjoy it. Um, and so it makes sense for me to keep, uh, my spot pretty, pretty intimate. I would like, you know, in, in five years to, um, you know, have, 
just take what I have and, and make sure that it's, it's, I just, you know, make sure that the holes that I see and the, um, uh, the things that, uh, might fall, you know, that I'll forget about or fall by the wayside that I have systems in place, um, uh, tested, tried and true systems in place so that those things just are, everything's really running smoothly and well, that to me would be, success you know it's not in square footage it's not in two locations it's not in franchising it really is about um having the business run itself and uh and so that i get to spend time with my clients <laughs> and i get yeah. to spend time with my coaches and and mentor them and um and spend time there yeah i love that i love that and I, you know i i always say like you as a business owner, you have full control, full discretion of which direction you want to go. And I think if that's the way you want to go, right? Everybody thinks, that, oh, five locations and across the world. And it's like, yeah. hey, like it's okay if you can, because honestly, sometimes bigger is not better, especially in this industry. Bigger is not better because it just means more overhead. <laughs> we all know that. So. <laughs> if COVID didn't teach us gym owners what overhead, like how, what a risk overhead is, then then, then we weren't paying attention, you know, like yes. that was, Agreed. that was real deal to, you know, to, to know you're paying rent on, on, <laughs> on, on something. And I, I, I felt really blessed to, to, um, to have such low square footage and, uh, you know, that I, it was, it was some, one of the things that I, I know saved us, um, in, in those times. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I appreciate the honesty and transparency throughout the whole entire podcast. I have one more question for you. My favorite question of the day, yeah. you know, Haiti, if you could go back in time here to when you first started the gym, yeah, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? Super duper easy. Um, I would uh, tell myself to start marketing, uh, to not wait until my doors are open, to not wait until the gym is done. Like literally the day that I signed my loan papers, I should have been, um, I should have been online. I should have been um, talking and screaming and yelling and, and just my excitement for what was to come. I really should have been there uh, doing that the three months before we ever we're going to open. Um, I, I see that as, as a pivotal, um, just mistake, newbie mistake. I would, uh, you know, and from a, from, from the girl who was super scared and didn't know anything about marketing, you know, I don't have a business degree. I never in my life planned to be a business owner. And so I, I just really thought like, you just like, you, you build it and they come. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they have to know you exist first. Yeah. You need to start talking the moment, uh, the moment that you can. Yeah. Haiti, that was a mic drop of an answer. It's a good place <laughs> to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, I mean, please, if you have any social media, a Facebook website, anything at all, please let the viewers know where can they find out more about you and Sweat Local. Yeah, you can find us on sweathunsville.com or I'm super active on Instagram. So Sweat Local is how you would find me. Okay, there we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Uh, if you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, I just want to let you know how you can get the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. I am just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out over here. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Awesome.
And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.